Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. There is a place where time stands still. Where nature is harsh and demanding. Where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. And good morning. This is Annie for three CRs focus on Australian film and all the things that go on around the place in relation to Australian film. And today we're going to focus something unusual. This is the uh, Drone Film Festival. I think it might be the very first one of its sort. That's correct, isn't it, Elmo? That's correct. Yes, that's right. We've got Elmo Kumalik on the phone who's going to talk to it, talk us through it. This is uh, He's a festival director. It's going to go around Australia, but uh, tonight it's on at ACME. It starts at 7. If you're not at the 3CR benefit, then you should be at the uh, Drone Film Festival at ACME at 7. So tell me about a little bit about this festival, Elmo. Sure. Well, first, thank you, Annie, for having us uh, on radio. It's always a pleasure. Um, you train us 3CR. Uh, of what you guys do. Uh, but in terms of the Drone Film Festival ANZ, we are all about drone film footage captured by production companies, filmmakers, and basically everyday people. Uh, it's a great way to, um, I guess you could say, see a bird's eye view and to witness our amazingly beautiful world from above. Now, this is the Australian-New Zealand arm of something that's actually an international phenomenon, isn't it? It is, yes. So uh, I guess just going a bit into the Drone Film Festival market, um, I guess you could say it all kind of kicked off last year back in 2015 and it was brought together by uh, New York City, which goes by NYCDFF. And um, they basically kicked off uh, the festival last year and it's pretty much become an important film festival within uh, the USA market. Um, From there, it's basically launched drone film festivals across the world, including France, Germany, Italy, Moscow, San Francisco, and even right down into Latin America. Well, it's interesting because drones have got a relatively negative uh, aspect to them. You know, people do get this sort of sense of uh, drone warfare as well as invasion of privacy. But this is a new angle, isn't it? This is making it into... Uh, taking it, owning it really, and making it more of a an expression of art. I completely agree. I completely agree. They have come a long way from their uh, negative usage. Um, you know, they are being used in everyday 
wage shape or form of life from corporate companies using them for advertising angles, uh, right into film production companies using them as well. So I guess the world is potentially moving away from the aerial shots that we once upon a time used to receive from only helicopters, I guess you could say, and into something that is uh, more, more advanced and uh, more freely available as well. So how did uh, how do is most of the stuff that you've got on is it uh, being put together by people who see themselves as uh, filmmakers who or as artists who are using film? Uh, I guess you could say it's it's a mix of, of both and everything in between. Uh, as mentioned, you've got the production companies uh, who do film production and or TV commercials and so forth, and um, they tend to now have their own drone department, which has professional pilots and so forth uh, that have the licences in place to be able to shoot above uh, wherever required. Uh, then you've got those that are professional filmmakers who enjoy elements of crafting uh, views from above. And uh, then you've got uh, the everyday people who are hobby enthusiasts of uh, drone footages as well. And, um, you know, they make their own films as well. Do, do you have to have licences? Tell me about that. Uh, you, you do. Um, to be honest, it does vary within certain countries uh, in terms of aviation pilot licences uh, and where you can and cannot uh, actually shoot or fly a drone. So uh, within that regard, it does vary between state to state across Australia and throughout the world, it does vary as well. Yeah, it's interesting because I've been to a couple of demonstrations where the uh, union people themselves have used drones so that they can, their media department, then put together a piece to go on their own uh, websites, which is really quite interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I did notice uh, a few weeks ago that uh, CNN in the US have actually launched their own drone reporter, uh, which is sent off to certain stories, um, whatever might be happening across the city or wherever they might be, to be able to get an overview on what's happening down beneath and, and even right to having reporters being interviewed live on a drone as well. Isn't that weird? It's, it's really... Uh... Uh, entering into another phase of uh, almost alienation, really. <laughs> we are, I guess you could say that as well. Yeah, now, uh, let's, you've got 40 entries into this particular... Because it's, it's a competition, isn't it? It is a competition mixed with a, a film screening. So um, we have had an overwhelming response with something like 588 film submissions that have really? come through. Really? That's a lot. Yeah. So it is, it is a very large amount that we had received. So a lot of that was either mixed within drone usage uh, along with regular camera equipment and so forth. Um, however, we have received submissions from across 73 different countries worldwide. Um, so it's been an amazing overview and reach in terms of what we've been able to see um, from across the world. Well, that's quite amazing. And so how did you choose? How did you whittle it down? Um, I guess our creative team and our submissions team took a good couple of weeks uh, to get through all the submissions and broke them down into a variety of different categories uh, to ensure that we had a good mix of, of landscapes, sky, city, scrape shots, uh, meets, you know, other forms of unique filming that have been done by drones, whether it's documentaries or, or short flicks as well in between that. 
So actually, you're, uh, it's a bit groundbreaking, isn't it, this uh, methodology? That, I mean, you are a, you're following a method- methodology of a straightforward film festival form, but because of the, it's footage and crafted around footage from drones, you're actually mm. having to uh, build up a repertoire around uh, categories. That's correct. That is correct. So in terms of those those elements of the, um, I guess you could say, the awards that we'll be handing out uh, to specific films um, that is being um, juried or judged by our panel, um, those include the best films of, uh, for example, best drone film, uh, best cinematography, uh, best concept, special effects, direction, landscape, showreel, and the people's choice as well. Oh, right. Okay. And are there actual, um, well, we'll be, get on to the prizes later. I suppose there are some sort of, well, it's notoriety, if nothing else. But um, in terms of the 40 that you've chosen, what what are the range? Like, I have noticed that there's some, uh, like, uh, there's uh, one uh, about a person, from a person who's uh, sent in a piece that goes right across uh, the expanse of western northern america which you know yes. that i mean it's something that i mean we have a film we've got a film here called motorkite dreaming i don't know if you've seen it but they mm. they shoot across uh the continent of australia on mm. microlights which is basically similar to what you're doing what what yes. people and the impression you got uh, of the landscape mm. you wouldn't have been able to get it any other way I completely agree, uh, without a doubt. Um, the 40 films that we are screening uh, over the next couple of weeks uh, across the cities, they include a number of different skyline and landscape short films, uh, and then they go right into the likes of, for example, um, a title that's called Along the Ice, uh, and that basically follows a group of mountain explorers throughout the Alps of Europe, uh, with the whole experience being shot on drone. Uh, from there, we've got a variety of other films that are quite unique, including um, a drone that had uh, received authority to shoot above Mexico City International Airport and gives us a nice view of, um, of what it's like seeing an air- airplane land, take off, uh, and an airport just in general from above. Uh, and then we go into the likes of another short doco called Skywalkers, uh, and that basically interviews a group of artists who paint extreme large murals on buildings uh, from across the world and, again, used by filming a drone and interviewed as well. Um, so there's a quite unique mix there. Um, but there's also, you, You've also got a, uh, a film clip, right, a, a music clip. Is that correct? We do, yes. There is a trailer on our Vimeo page. Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, clips of the footage that we'll be screening uh, as well, which has been compiled into a, a short uh, two-minute video. Uh, so definitely check that out on Vimeo if you'd like to get a sense of, of what we'll be showing. No, no, what I meant was uh, one of the things that's uh, promoed that you've got is uh, a film that's um, of an Italian... What is it? Uh, uh, Ain't True is an exciting single by international artist Moses Konkar, well known for his uh, yeah. So it's it's uh, it's obviously his music with <laughs> in in a particular uh, location. 
Indeed, indeed. So um, within that uh, aspect, um, Moses, who is a hip-hop rapper artist uh, from Italy who plays the harmonica, uh, he teamed up with a crew of amazing, talented musicians, and they basically shot a music video clip using a drone, uh, among other forms of uh, camera work as well, uh, which was shot in the UK, I believe, uh, on an abandoned ship. That's um, right. That's what it says. And and he's the winner of Italia's Got Talent 2016. Yes, yes, yes. He's got quite an interesting background, uh, quite a unique artist. And, um, you know, within that regard, we had a handful of films that incorporated minimal use of drone footage within their music video clips. Uh, however, this one in particular stood out because it was quite, quite an X factor in terms of that. Well, you obviously had experience. <laughs> you're <Exactly>. on <laughs> you're on three CR with Annie, and we're talking to Elmo from the Drone Film Festival, which is on tonight at Acme. It starts at seven, and it's going to be at other other in other parts of the country as well. But uh, we'll concentrate on what's on tonight's program. And as you said, it's a it's a one night in each place, right? It is correct. Yes, yeah. so, so it's tonight a feast. Over at Acme. A feast. It's not just a festival; it's a feast. <laughs> it sure is. It sure is. Now, um, I was going to ask you, uh, their films, uh, they're shorts, are they? They are. So a majority of our films are anywhere from, I guess you could say, 60 seconds, uh, ranging the 8 to 10 minute mark in, in most. Okay. And what relationship to sound uh, and uh, editing, you know, traditionally, uh, are there differences mm-hmm. that one would expect? Uh, look, there is a variety of mixes. Uh, a lot of the short films, uh, either the filmmaker or the creative team behind it, has used either a form of music to go along with it, uh, which adds to the expense. Uh, and then the editing process is, again, a unique form in how the director might see or like to see their work being presented. Uh, in terms of the short docos, you've got certain films that are purely um, spoken in terms of what the actual short documentary is, um, and there's a couple in there that are in uh, international languages as well with English subtitles because they are from the international market as well. Oh, well, that's very interesting. So they've incorporated a whole range of other elements because I was kind of interested in if it was kind of almost more poetic in mm. in a sense. It is, again, it is quite quite a variety, um, you know, with that option that we had in terms of the submissions. There was there was no shortage, and ultimately, you know, we were hoping to have expanded into a, a two- or a three-night uh, event um, because there was just so much content and, and amazing uh, footage that we weren't able to, to place within that very short period of, of the one-night film festival screenings. Well, it sort of edges into uh, virtual reality, isn't it? A virtual reality experience. It does. It definitely does. I mean, many people uh, love to be able to see what the world looks like from above. You know, uh, you do get those shots and images that we've seen of city skylines and and landscapes and so forth, but um, there is something quite unique about when a creative director or a drone pilot puts together footage of hours um, of the best scenes that they've got and compiles that into a, a two-minute video with certain special effects and, and the music, and it really it really takes you there. It, were they, was it a majority of male filmmakers, just as a matter of interest? 
to be honest, I would say that the majority would have come from a, from a male audience. I'd say between 85 and 87% were definitely from the male audience. Um, and again, that's possibly potentially because the drone pilot industry world might be a little more male-orientated than, than the female aspect, I guess. Well, getting to the technical side, what what um, what are the... Uh, I mean, there would be differences in types of cameras. I mean, there'd be a lot of expertise that would have to be garnered to get results. Mm-hmm. Mm, uh, look, absolutely. I mean, it really does depend. You, you can, you know, purchase your basic drone from the likes of $200, um, which may or may not come with a camera. Um, you've got your high end of DJI uh, Phantoms and the Parrots that can cost up to $1,000. And, um, you know, if you're looking at specific aviation style drones um, that might be used in, in a large scale film production, you know, they, are, they range as well in terms of camera quality and costs and prices as well. So um, I guess there is a, a number of different sectors um, for those drone pilots and all those people that are using them within the industry on, on what works best for them. So what sort of range of quality are you getting Vi- visually uh, in, terms? in terms of visuals? Um, Look, you're getting high-end production-produced um, short films. Um, I would go to the likes of saying we are looking at Hollywood-style quality films. Um, you know, camera work, sound effects, editing process is, is next to none. It is completely brilliantly done, um, and that was obviously something that we took into factor uh, while we were going through the submission process as well. Oh, that's very interesting because it's really a whole new uh, element to filmmaking. And and like you said, Hollywood movies, this is a new element that they now employ to get results when they're shooting films. Yeah, it's quite a a fascinating new area. The – what sort of – let's get back to the ordinary uh, festival style element. Mm. What what are they – I mean, I know that uh, people who make films want people to see them. There's, there's no two ways about it. But are there actual prizes? Uh, there is. So within those eight categories, uh, which will be judged by our jury panel, um, we do have a number of prizes being donated. And before you go on, so the eight, yeah. we've got best drone film, best cinematography, best concept, best special effects, best direction, best landscape, and best people's choice. What could be the best landscape? Would you mean their choice of place to explore? Um, I guess it would be a form of a film that experiences uh, a variety of different angles, shots um, in terms of of, of landscape. It's about experience, Um, right? Sense of experience. Um, I guess that is something that the jury panel will will have to uh, Mm. elaborate on because um, ultimately landscape can mean a number of things. Uh, but from the earlier film that you uh, mentioned, Into the Wild, that's a prime example of how it was shot throughout, I believe it was 12 to 13 uh, different locations across North America. Uh, and that looks at a, a number of different things from mountainous to fields to waterfalls and everything else. So I guess it's, it's how much jam-packed activity is within that one landscape short film video and uh, what that attracts in terms of the jury panel on, on rating that as, as a best landscape film.
Mm. So let's go back to my original question before I interrupted rudely. Mm. What what are the prizes? <laughs> okay, so we've got a number of prizes being donated by Lexar uh, in terms of the SIM cards by Micron. Yeah. And our good friends over at My Drones will be supplying a number of drone and camera equipment as well. Um, that will be um, that will go to the eight um, winning categories. Oh, that's fantastic! And it is this uh, festival is being shown across uh, different locations in Australia, correct? Yes, and New Zealand, is, and New Zealand. That's correct. Yes, absolutely. Um, so on the uh, 10th of November um, in Sydney over at the Euphorium, uh, moving on to the 16th of November uh, at the New Farm Cinema in Brisbane and on the 24th of November at Academy Cinemas in Auckland. Oh, well, fantastic. Now, um, that, then you will, when will you name the winners or, already ha- or do you already know who they are? Uh, no, so our jury panel um, is branched off from across um, across Australia and New Zealand, and um, during the screenings, they'll be attending those to see them on the on the big screen, and the winners will be announced on the last leg of the festival, uh, which turns out to be on Monday, the twenty eighth of November. Okay, so do they? Is it a ballot? Uh, it is it is a ballad, um, and it is a mix of, of I guess each panel jury judge um, putting together their their preferred selection within those categories, and then tallying that up um, all together. All right. Well, thank you very much for telling us about this. I think this is fascinating work that you're doing, Elmo. Thank you. Thank you. Wouldn't be possible without a, a large, enthusiastic team from the drone and the film sector, so I've got to thank them for it. So tell us about that collaboration before you run off. How, how, did, yes. it, yeah, how did that all begin and how did it happen? I guess um, going back to the start um, from witnessing um, what the New York City Drone Film Festival uh, was doing and um, we kind of thought that there was a, a missing leg or a missing market uh, within ANZ for that and um, we kind of collaborated with a group of uh, people from within the creative sector of film, arts and, and drone uh, to kind of come together and uh, put together the first one for Australia. So was that you that did that or? Uh, it was a collaboration of Andres, Shirley, uh, myself, uh Gary and Sam, who kind of have a range of different uh, previous experiences within arts, film, festivals and everything in between. Oh, so, see. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, right. So then you started doing the networking. You do, you, you're the core group and you went out there and you made connections. We did, we did. We had a lot of help from uh, Film Freeway, which uh, is a great tool in terms of being able to scout certain films um, and, I guess, you know, for this year, we um, advertised throughout that website um, and without a submission fee included, um, that kind of gave a lot of people um, the push to submit and um, we were quite overwhelmed with, with how many responses we had received by the time submissions had closed. So a Film Free is a website. So you couldn't really have done... It's called Film Free, isn't it? Uh, filmfreeway.com. Yeah, so Film Freeway. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's a, uh, an international, uh, I guess you could say, international networking site that um, allows people, filmmakers, uh, to submit their films to a 
number, if not thousands of different film festivals from across the world. So, wow, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. I can see that. See, yeah, I mean, I, that's how I found out about you guys. So, uh, uh, um, okay. so that's yeah. I mean, I know what you're talking about, but in a sense, your mm. uh, film festival, which is all about modern, is could only have happened because of the internet as well. In a sense. That's absolutely correct. Um, there's only so much that we can outreach uh, to such a large country like Australia and New Zealand in terms of film production companies and filmmakers and so forth um, in terms of the submission process, but that kind of gave us that additional help and push. Well, thanks for talking to us, Elmo, and good luck for tonight. Not a problem. Thank you, Annie. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. Hi, my name is Rolf de Heer. I don't live in Melbourne. I live across the water in Tasmania. But if I did live in Melbourne, my number one radio station would be 3CR because it's about community and community matters. And uh, we're coming to the end of the show. Now, if you're interested in going to the uh, Drone Film Festival tonight at 7 o'clock at Acme in the city, all you need to do is ring 3CR on 94198377 and we'll put your name on the door. It's a double pass. Uh, The first 10 people that ring up will be able to get a double pass to go and see the uh, Drone Film Festival. Fascinating stuff at Acme at 7. Uh, 94198377. You could go for about an hour and then skin off to the, uh, the benefit, which... I'll tell you all about now. 40 years of Radical Radio includes radical music. Music Matters continues its tradition every Friday by promoting and supporting live, independent Australian music. In November, Music Matters will be three years young and we'd love you to join us in celebrating our birthday and 40 years of 3CR with a fundraising event at Bella Union on the corner of Victoria and Ligon Streets, Carlton on Thursday, 3rd of November. On the night, you will hear a selection of exclusive 3CR Music Matters studio recordings. Live performances will include the debut of Raya Park, Kate Skinner as Rough River, and conclude with the total art music dance package that is Masco Sound System. Have a night out with your friends and the 3CR community. Lock in 3rd of November from 7pm. When we'll see you upstairs in Trades Hall at Bella Union with, with your, your dancing, dancing shoes on. And before that, you could drop in at Acme and uh, with a double pass to the Drone Film Festival. Give us a call over the next half hour, 94198377, and we can put your name on the door. Coming up next is Published or Not. We're going to go out with Get Smart, Melbourne Scar. Are you ready to get smart? Yeah! Are you ready to get smart? Yeah! Alright, here we go. Pick it up now. Pick it up now. Pick it up now. 
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.